Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Beat My Guest. I'm your host, AJ Mass. If you're new to the show, each week I invite a guest to sit in the hot seat and field questions in a wide variety of topics, earning points for the episode on a scale of 1 to 100. For those of you playing along at home, you have but one task set before you, and that is to see if you can beat my guest. Mm, but before you can beat my guest, you need to meet my guest, so let's give a warm welcome to today's guest, Anarchy Garcia. Anarchy, how are you? I'm doing good. It has uh, been a while since I saw you. Uh, Anarchy uh, was uh, the titular character of our uh, Geek Ball team, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, I was. was. Yeah, good time was had by all on our team, and uh, top 25, baby. Well, well done. On, uh, yeah, you saved our butt uh, more, more than uh, I probably saved our butt, but you know, you know team effort. Uh, we, we each have our little role we play, and that's why it's a beautiful thing. Indeed. Well, this is your first time in the official Beat My Guest hot seat, so why don't you uh, give everyone a little bit uh, about who you are, what you do, why you do the things you do, the way you do the things you do. <laughs> so, I don't know if there's a why to any of my madness, but I am a, I work as an instructional design consultant, and so I work on a team that we make e-learning little training modules online. Um, I had a background as a graphic designer, went back to school for education, um, got into that world of things. I um, was going to be a professor. I actually had plans to go into academia, but there's not a lot of jobs there right now, and they don't pay as well as working for the the man. So I work for the man. <laughs> As, as as many of us do uh, uh, i don't know i don't know what you're you're talking about i certainly do not work for a giant corporate overlord at all no not at all <laughs> right, right and I, I just hope it's a benevolent man so i don't know um <laughs> i live in uh, salt lake city utah i grew up in colorado and montana so i'm kind of a western states person um but i'm liking living here um i'm married with two little boys who keep me on my toes and teach me an awful lot of like little astronomy factoids and dinosaur breeds so it's nice I'm, I'm bringing back these these old things i learned at one point that were buried <laughs> there there is something special to be said for uh trying to uh learn again the stuff you uh have forgotten because uh you know elementary school stuff it, it the facts don't don't stick after a while <laughs> no i don't know what it is that when you're five and six years old you like know the names of everything and and then now there's new stuff there's dwarf planets that i never learned you know that that my five-year-old is very happy to teach me about so <laughs> indeed well we will see if that comes up in science or not uh but yeah. uh, let me uh, fill you in, uh, give you a little bit of a primer on how we do things here, and uh, perhaps uh, if anyone's listening for the first time, uh, and if you are listening first time, where have you been? Uh, maybe you need to know this as well. There's going to be four rounds of four questions apiece. In each round, I will let you know the categories in order we'll be using for that round. Before I read each question, Anaki, you get to lock in how many points you wish each question to be worth. Get it right, you get the points. It is just that simple. And there's also going to be a halftime bonus worth 10 points. At the end of the game, you'll field what we call the confidence question, which will be your last chance to try and improve your final score, but I will explain all of that when we get there we cannot get there until we uh take our first steps on the journey to uh the tabernacle uh, salt lake city right that's a local reference yeah. right yes it is <laughs> uh are you ready to go i am ready as ready as i'm getting so <laughs> indeed in round one as always the point values available to you are one three five and seven and here are the categories we're going to be using for tonight's action kicking things off with analogies Following that up with everybody's new favorite category, say it with me if you like, only in Florida. <laughs> and then we're going to move along to Potpourri and finish up round one with the mashup. Now, before I ask you how many points you want analogies to be worth, Anakin, let me remind you, this is our alphabet season. 
And so, as a result, every answer tonight will have the same first letter at some part of the answer, unless I say otherwise. could be the first letter of the first name, first letter of the last name. If it's a title, it could be anywhere in that title. Uh, today, I know you've been anxiously awaiting this. <laughs> it is the letter K. All right. K is the letter of the day. Indeed, that uh, I, I just oh, you've got kids. Wait, wait. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the letter K. <laughs> <laughs> that is creepily accurate. So yeah, <laughs> Mister <What's> Noodle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> analogies is up first. One, three, five, or seven. Oh man, see, analogies is kind of a potpourri of its own because the topic could be anywhere. So I don't know. Let's give it a. Let's give it a three. Three points for analogies. You know, in all honesty, every single category is a potpourri the way I can it's twist true. them. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> all right. Good luck to you. Welcome to the hot seat. Here is your three-point analogies question. Gwen Verdon is to damn Yankees as Billy Porter is to what? Oh, man. So... Broadway not being my strongest suit, but I at least know that there's some Broadway stuff going on there with Dan Yankees. Um, I'm trying to remember any, you know, there's the movie version I saw 18,000 years ago. So I'm guessing she was probably in that um, Billy Porter. You know, I'm not super confident on any of my deductive skills here, but I do know there's a Broadway musical that starts with K and that's Kinky Boots. So I'm just going to go with that. Kinky Boots it does indeed start with K, and uh, yeah, like uh, every kiss begins with K, every answer begins with K. That's right, uh, free advertising. Hey, and if you want to send me some stuff, go right ahead. I won't say no, okay? Uh, <laughs> get some nice diamond earrings. Yeah, yeah, why shoot for the hot pockets when you can get the, <laughs> get the diamond earrings? Absolutely. My wife will thank you later. Uh, <laughs> so you are absolutely correct. This is a Broadway question. Uh, Gwen Verdon uh, won the Tony Award for playing a character named Lola in Damn Yankees away back in the day. Yep, uh, Lola wants Lola gets, and I guess Lola wanted a Tony. So Indeed, indeed. <laughs> so the analogy here is that Billy Porter also won a Tony and also for playing a character named Lola. And that was ah. much, much more recently, however. Uh, it was in a Cyndi Lauper composed musical. And that musical is indeed kinky boots well done three points for you thanks and thank you to my last time in Times square when that poster was everywhere so <laughs> yeah well you know thank goodness you weren't in Times square when i was in high school because the titles have been a little little bit different <laughs> kinky would still have been involved however i'm sure <laughs> no tonys for those i guess <laughs> no <laughs> no no although we were in vegas i'm sure that there's an award ceremony there but never mind pg pg rated <laughs> podcast there we go <laughs> Well, congratulations for being one for one. Let's see uh, how many in a row you can get correct before uh, the whammy comes on down here. And, well, there's going to be a whammy. Might come down. No whammies. No whammies. <laughs> <laughs> only in Florida is up one, five, or seven. Oh, only in Florida. Um, you know, this. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on in Florida. I'm going to go with the one. <laughs> that was probably very prudent of you. <laughs> Good luck. And here is your one point. Only Florida question. A Deltona couple was arrested after police found the man chasing the woman down the street with a machete. You know, <laughs> as you do. What excuse did the man give the police for brandishing the weapon? 
All right, so he's chasing her with a machete. You know, that Florida man um, meme was going around recently, so I've read a lot of Florida headlines lately, and I'm trying to dredge something up. I'm thinking she might have killed something, and I don't want to say a person because that's really dark, but maybe she killed his cat. <laughs> I'm just going to give it a stab in the dark. <laughs> no, no, machete, not a stab, cat. not a stab. Uh, a machete, machete slash <laughs> <There you go. laughs> into the dark. That's that's kind of the best answer I can probably come up with. So Sure. Well, yeah, absolutely. The uh, Certainly the letter K uh, lends itself to uh, thinking that killing might be in the answer here. And you're not wrong. However, uh, what, what was uh, the killing uh, concept going on here? Uh, well, it turns out uh, she didn't do anything. She was just fleeing for her life. Uh, quite frankly, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say he was probably, you know, the real story is probably he was just attempting to kill her <laughs> or at least was, was angry at her. Uh, however, he told the police that uh, his kids were, were in the bedroom and uh, he was doing a good, good deed. He was trying to save them and that he was using the machete to kill the ghosts that were in his haunted house. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, that works as well as anything. Um, he was killing. Ghosts. There are no ghosts. living ghosts left after that, so. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, I, I did a job. <laughs> killing ghosts. Killing ghosts. There we go. Uh, yeah, they. Uh, the police did end up arresting him. Uh, actually, not just for disturbing the peace, although that was a charge, it was actually because they went inside and found the uh, the sheath to the weapon was uh, in the, the children's bedroom, and therefore they yeah. just said, you know, yeah, what the heck? We're just going to assume he keeps it there, child endangerment. Let's just get as many charges <laughs> on him as possible. Yeah, that's not, yeah. <laughs> Boo! Oh, Florida man. <laughs> Indeed. Only, only, okay. only in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Had a feeling about that one. One point, not the end of the world. Let us quickly move on to <laughs> Potpourri. You have a five and you have a seven. I think I'll give a five to the Potpourri. Okay, five points for Potpourri. Good luck. And here is your five-point Potpourri question. The Indonesian government recently closed down an island in Mangarai Barat because of a huge increase of tourists stealing what? All right. Indonesia, an island, tourists stealing stuff. Um, I haven't heard of this story. I was trying to think of what I knew going on lately in Indonesia. Um, and I don't have a lot of fresh stuff coming to mind. So I'll have to think about what tourists would steal. There are, you know, there's like a lot of, there's some temples, things like that there. I don't know if there'd be something, you know, really special to the people there that the tourists just thought were fun to steal but it has to start with k and i don't have any kangaroos in indonesia and <laughs> i'm hoping just children were I'm hoping tourists weren't stealing their kids um the kapok tree doesn't grow there i think i think that grows in africa tourists were stealing from an island where they would have been staying probably at like beach condos i'm gonna go with kittens <laughs> Were there kittens wandering around and tourists were taking them home? I don't know. That's the best I'm coming up with. Sure, sure, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, this is a recent development. There's very serious black market out there for uh, a lot of things, uh, certainly. And uh, the one thing that you can only get on this island uh, in Mangarai Barat 
it is the island of Komodo. Oh, yeah. And they are taking them Komodo dragons and smuggling them out of the country and then trying yeah. to sell them as pets. It's kind of like a kitten. It's just, you know, a slightly meaner kitten. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so I was almost there. <laughs> you know, I, I have two two cats and, uh, you know, uh, certainly uh, the allergies kick up from time to time, but I don't think they have the toxic venom that the Komodo dragons do. <laughs> These are kittens for those who need a little more adventure in their lives. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I should have thought about that, about the wildlife trafficking. I know that's a thing. but Again, you, you know, if you, you, you ask your kids, they'd probably tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I've probably seen that video. Indeed. But yeah, this is this is why we can't have nice things. People stealing the, the large lizards from places where they live. You know, and the thing is, they're only, the only thing they leave behind is the ghosts of Komodo dragons. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Nobody there to kill the ghosts. It just gets like oh, really you. bad neighborhood. Well, let's not cross the streams. Let's move on <laughs> to our final question in round one. It Alrighty. is the mashup. It is going to be worth seven points for that's all that's left you. Are you ready for the seven point mashup question? I guess so. I'm, I'm typically pretty good at mashups, but your questions are a little bit harder than <laughs> than most game shows and, and trivias that I watch. So we'll see how this goes. It, granted, though, I, I, I like to think <laughs> I have a little bit better bedside manner than Alex Trebek. <laughs> you do. You do. <laughs> Woo! Take that, Trebek. Uh, <laughs> the penis mightier. Uh, here is your seven point mashup question. After being fired by Donald Trump because he learned about a DUI arrest, this celebrity turned to Goldacott to try and get support for a coup. Okay, so I know the illusion there is Cardassians, because that's who Goldacott is, because I was a good DS9 watcher back in the day. Fired by Donald Trump. There's so many people fired by Donald Trump. <laughs> that does not narrow it down. So Donald Trump learned about a DUI arrest. Fired this guy. Oh, who was that? Um, Kardashian. And now I'm wanting to mash it up with Kardashian, because that starts with a K. And Donald Trump didn't fire any Kardashians that I know of, so I'm having to really reach here. Oh, man, and my names of his guys in his cabinet and stuff are escaping me. Like Jared Kushner's coming to mind, but he hasn't been fired, and... Who had a DUI arrest? Dang it! I feel like I I feel like it's there on the tip of my brain, wanting to be teased out. <laughs> I don't have anything. I can't I can't think of a name from somebody he fired. So that's uh, that's a partial guess. That's all I've got. Yeah. Well, I will give you kudos uh, on the fact that Goldacott. It it's a deep cut to be sure. Uh, <laughs> even for people who are big. Uh, fans of the star trek universe um, i actually had a kitten named goldacott at one point in my life just that's how that, that, that that's that's that's, that's how perfect my personal nerdiness that cut but the the trump thing i didn't, I didn't pull up <laughs> yes goldacott uh was indeed uh one of the uh leaders who was left behind on bejor after the uh, war ended uh he was of course a leader of the kardashian empire uh, Donald Trump fired a lot of people on a little show called The Celebrity Apprentice, mm -hmm. and uh, he had several Kardashian uh, sisters on the show. The one who had to miss a task because she was attending to a uh, DUI arrest. Uh, she came back, did complete the task, and did well, but uh, Donald Trump, of course, said, I don't care, you know, it's all about character with me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh huh. Ah, <laughs> oh, how the times how the times have changed, huh? Uh he said, I just cannot imagine 
having someone in my employ who would possibly be responsible and, you know, go to court and actually admit to a crime they had committed. And so he sent her packing. We were looking for Chloe Kardashian Empire. Yeah. See, if I was going to guess one, I probably would have guessed Courtney and that would have been off. So sorry about that, Chloe. Yeah. You know, there's enough case there that even, (laughs) unfortunately, even if you had gotten that it was a Kardashian sister followed by Empire, you could have picked the wrong one. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, all in all, uh, it was a strong start. It yeah, was yeah, got a few little points there. Yeah, <laughs> less you know, you, you know, your points kind of went into the wormhole. <laughs> <laughs> if we only um, had a space station there, that could have you know done something. But you still live here. Why? Do you, <laughs> here? you and I, uh, it. I don't think there are a lot of people out there getting it. But how often do I get to do the Avery Brooks impersonation? I don't get yeah. that. Of- <laughs> that was that was impressive, and I'm glad to have given you that opportunity <laughs> uh three points out of a possible 16 in round one not not great but certainly three is better than zero and we've had a lot of zeros this season so well done on your your end there uh round two point values are going to increase to two four six and eight and we're going to get a whole new gaggle of categories this anarchy is what the categories are going to be kicking things off with movies staying in the entertainment world with television why not why not let's stay in the entertainment world some more with music and we're gonna wrap up the first half and round two with who done it so uh entertainment heavy round uh, always uh, these categories that get sorted out by random and then i write the questions so uh <laughs> movies is first two four six or eight. Oh man so all of these are categories where when i know it i really know it and when i don't i really don't so it's kind of a kind of tossing the dice how well do I know my movies as compared to those others? I'll give movies a six and hope I don't regret it. <laughs> very good. A very tentative six there <laughs> in movies. We'll see where uh, this goes. Indeed. All right. Good luck. I am pulling for you. Here is your six-point movies question. Justin Henry is the only actor ever to be nominated for an Academy Award in the same decade in which he was born. For what movie was he so honored? His on-screen parents have a combined 28 Oscar nominations themselves. Okay, Justin Henry, obviously a child actor with a pretty generic American male name. <laughs> <laughs> if you were, if you were talking about the female actors, I know about Quvenzhané, and she was nominated when she was 9, but that's not who we're asking about. So child actor and we were looking for the name of the movie you know i'm gonna i feel like justin is the name of some kid in the 80s or 90s but then i don't know if that's narrowing myself down too much like i went to school with a lot of justins so were there any k movies in the 80s or 90s and then the parents like part of me wants to say king kong but i haven't even seen that long enough to i don't think there's a kid in that with parents i just know there's the girl who gets kidnapped Oh, there was another King Kong, wasn't there? Oh, see, the K's, the me not knowing King Kong movies extremely well, but I know there was a remake. There was the Skull Island one, uh, which I haven't seen either. Oh, Justin, Justin Henry. <laughs> I'm going to say because, okay, quick thought about any other K movies, but also actors in King Kong movies don't get tend to tend to get nominated for oscars so he was nominated for best actor or best supporting uh, i just said he was nominated for an academy award oh that's okay well it wasn't you know sound editing so 
was probably <laughs> yeah, yeah great great uh, <laughs> job, eight-year-old sound editor <laughs> <laughs> so it was probably a supporting actor bang bang um, what is that <laughs> Sounds all sound like farts. I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Kingsman was a K movie. <laughs> I'm not coming up with anything extremely satisfying here. I'm going to go with Kong Skull Island because why not? Because I'm not coming up with anything a lot more convincing. Sure. Why not? It is a K so film. So go. at least you've, you've met that criteria. Yeah, I believe that the uh, actual the name King Kong is under some sort of, you know, copyright or something. So even though they can use the story and the characters, uh, they, they can't movie. actually call the new movies King Kong. I think they can only call it Kong, which mm-hmm. is silly because we all know what the movie is. But uh, right. that's neither here nor there. Yeah, this was actually earlier than you think. Uh, 70s. Uh, the on-screen parents who have a combined 28 Oscar nominations, including two for this film, and they both won for Best Actor, Best Actress. A little film uh, starring uh, Dustin Hoffman, who has seven. And, of course, Meryl, Meryl Streep with 21 Oscar noms herself. They both won. They were parents. They were fighting over their kid. The kid did such a great job. He got a Best Supporting Actor nomination. Did not win, but still uh, impressive uh, for uh, the youngster. This was a little film called Kramer versus Kramer. Oh, man. There's another double K. You know, that just came up as a trivia question in something else the other day. So there's, it was, I knew it was about a divorce and dang it. <laughs> but my brain yeah. was stuck on the 80s and 90s and I didn't want to go. Absolutely. Well, you know, Kramer versus Kramer, probably. Uh... A better idea for a script than Kramer versus Newman because that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that movie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of <laughs> television, is up next. You still have the two, you have the four, and you have the eight. All right. Let's go with. I'm going to give myself two. And if this is one of the TV things that I know really well, I'm going to kick myself. But let's just go with two. Well, you know, this would be the first episode I find it appropriate if you would like to kick yourself, because kick <laughs> begins with K. So. Kick starts with K. <laughs> <laughs> and then Super Crover will come in and talk about near and far. Uh, <laughs> it's just a cavalcade of Sesame Street characters, folks. All right, TV, two points. Let's get you off the schneid, as it were. Good luck, Anarchy, and here we go. The title character of what show? which ultimately became a series of TV movies that were the first ever credits for Andre Brower, although that's neither here nor there. Uh, the title character of what show was known for saying, Who loves your baby? Okay, I know Andre Brower because he is Captain Holt in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is one of my favorites. TV movies puts it a little further back than I know very much about. I have a dry spell, okay? So I watched TV <laughs> until about 1995, and then I didn't watch TV again until about 2010. <laughs> so I feel like this is falling in there. Um, and the what was the character's line again? Who loves your baby? Who loves your baby? I'm going to say that sounds like something that somebody on Welcome Back Cotter would say. You know, like a John Travolta type of thing. You might say, who loves your baby? I only saw that, you know, way back in the day a few times. But that's my goodest guess of any. So let's go with Welcome Back Cotter. Welcome back, Cotter. Uh, certainly, uh, I 
probably have brought up Welcome Back, Cotter at least three or four times in the course of this podcast. It's uh, four seasons thus far, so uh, not uh, out of the realm of possibility by any stretch of the imagination. So yeah, Andre Brower, as you know, and as you rightly said, is uh, killing it on uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and uh, he's uh, he's getting up there in years, so when we're going to harken back to one of his earlier roles we're going to go back a few decades certainly this show was on long before andre brower appeared Uh, however after the show had run its course there was an era in the 80s where uh, networks really just wanted to bring back these tv movies so perry mason came back uh, for these special movies you had the father dowling mysteries after it was canceled to come back and they said no we just need tom bosley on tv for another couple hours quick mm-hmm. film this and things like that this was one of those uh, retro let's bring the guy back even though that we all know that the show has totally run its course and so uh, andre brower was the police uh, captain working with the old police detective who used to suck on a lollipop and say who loves you baby Telly Savalas was the actor, and the name of that show, Kojak. Kojak, yeah, that was that was out of the things that I've seen in my time period. But that's another thing I learned today. So, yeah, the, all of the shows back then were uh, male detectives, and the name of the show was their last name. So you yep. had you yep. had Beretta, Columbo. yeah, you had Columbo. You had Kojak. You had Banachek. You know, <laughs> just yep. all these shows were just. That's what it was. Hunter. <laughs> Hammer. <laughs> Actually, this is my camera mysteries, but they also became TV movies in that same era. Anyway, I'm not liking all these X's I'm putting on the score sheet. I want to put some check marks here. <laughs> Would music be perhaps the turning point? Uh... Yeah, I, I do love me some music. Okay. Um, so okay. let's hope that you love you some of the same kind of music that I love me. <laughs> well, it has nothing to do with my likes and, and dislikes here. I will ask questions about things that I despise if, it's, uh, if it starts with K in this episode, because pickings are sometimes slim. <laughs> but you have the four and you have the eight for music. I'm going to go with the eight. All right. Go big, go strong. Here is your eight-point music question. Avril Lavigne has had a complicated personal life. Having married two rock stars, as well as dating a reality star in between. Name the one of those three gentlemen who fits this episode. Be a hero and get your points. Oh, is this a music question? Really? Who did Avril Lavigne marry? Okay, I know she married the dude from Nickelback. That's the one I know. I don't feel like his name starts with K. Um, The dude from Nickelback's name was... He's got the blonde, stringy hair, right? That that guy. But I feel like his name is Dave or something. I feel like it doesn't go. And she had she married a reality star in between. She, no, she dated a reality star dated in between marrying star. two rock stars. Gotcha. And this would have been like early 2000s probably when I was definitely not watching reality TV. Because I, yeah, that was not my jam. I was watching Jane Austen videos from the library. Um <laughs> And another rock star. Dang it, my eight points go to Avril Lavigne's love life. (laughs) (laughs) Avril, come on. Okay, rock star. Who did she marry? Who else would she have married? Maybe she married the other rock star later than the Nickelback dude. I haven't kept up with her in recent years um, because everything's been too complicated for me to keep up with her complicated lifestyle. Who's the dude from Blink-182? 
Tom something? I don't think he starts the game. Like Nickelback is the right time period, so who else is there? Like what are some K names? Kevin? Um <laughs> Ken. The rock star's name Ken. I think if your name is Ken, you can't become a rock star. You become a CPA. Sorry, all you Kens out there with big dreams, you're not gonna make it. Kurt Cobain was a rock star. That was a little before Avril's time. She was probably two years old. My reality TV is like Gordon Ramsay TV. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you, I could tell you if she'd eaten at one of Gordon's restaurants or something, but I'm not even coming up. So let's go with, I don't know. I don't even have a good educated guess for you. All right. We're going to tap out. I'm going to kick myself when I hear this. Yeah, I think, uh, well, let's just go with the very beginning here when Avril was, you know, he was a boy, she was a girl. Can I make it any more obvious? Uh, she was, uh, <laughs> Dayton, uh, the lead singer of Sum 41, ended up getting married. His name was Derek Wibley. That's not a K, so that doesn't count. They were together for a while. They got divorced. She started dating this guy from uh, that Hills show that we all remember. Mm-hmm. Brody Jenner. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He's not tied with a K. No, he's, he's tied in with those Cardassians uh, somewhere it's in there as well. Nickelback guy, isn't it? His name's going to be Kevin, isn't it? And then she, yeah, Ken Kevins, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, she started She started dating and ultimately married the Nickelback guy. Uh, I, I said you should be a hero because he sang the song here. A hero will save you. Uh, I, I don't know any individual Nickelback songs. I know as a trivia person, that's probably a bad thing, but I do not feel bad about it. That's okay. You know, you know they stink, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's all we you need to know. That's all we need to know. Yes. Uh, yeah. So they got married. They they separated in 2015. I think technically they're still legally married. His name, and yes, it's the stringy haired blonde guy. You you had him. You just didn't know his name. His name is Chad Kroger. Chad Kroger. Dang it, Chad. <laughs> So Kroger, it was yeah, a music was question. I was really asking who's the lead singer Nickelback. <laughs> yeah, which I still didn't get. But I did know he had stringy blonde hair. So I, there I you go. get something for that. Look at this photograph. <laughs> Try to remember my name. <laughs> so um, if you want to hear one of my Sesame Street impressions, here's how many points I've got. Zero. Zero beautiful questions. Uh, 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 uh. Now that's not true. You <laughs> had the first question right. <laughs> <laughs> not in this recent round. It's kicking my no, butt. No, but all right. You so. know, you, you started uh, this half with a, with a question, correct? <laughs> Let's see if you can uh, bookend it at least. All right, uh, that'd be nice. Time it was and what a time it was. Who done it is up. Uh, this question's four points. Fourth, that's all that's left you. Are you ready for your four point? Who done it? I am. Well, Let's we go, AJ. Be. Let's go. Uh, Nickelback. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Believed to have been born as Halley's Comet streaked across the sky. This ruler's birthday is now celebrated every June with parades and the decoration of a statue in his image with flowers. Who done it? Could be a king. He's probably a king. Um, I thought. Hey, that- and that starts with K, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. I thought that Napoleon was born with Haley's Comet. I'm having to go back to like my, you know, like Discovery Channel, like late '90s days, like those kind of shows when it stopped being about real science and started being about mystical, unexplained. Yeah, things. before the History Channel became Ancient yes. Aliens and stuff like yes. that. Yeah. Yes. So I feel like there was something about Haley's Comet and there was, you know, the people who are like, every time Haley's Comet comes around, great things happen. 
And I felt like Napoleon was one of those. Of course, he was not a king, nor does his name start with K. He was just Mr. Emperor uh, Napoleon. So that's not going anywhere. Um, they, okay, they have a parade and they decorate his statue with flowers, which seems like a, like, Latin American thing to do. They're not super fond of kings down there. Do they have anyone whose name starts with K? That's not a super Spanish letter to start names with, so I'm going to abandon the Spanish idea. So I feel like it would be great if it was a King K somebody, like King Carl of Denmark or something. They probably don't have a King Carl. Um, <laughs> I'm just I'm just freewheeling here. They decorate his statue with flowers. Carl. <laughs> King Ezekiel of the kingdom. <laughs> yes, King conrad with a k because he's german no oh dang it and where is somewhere that people still like this old ruler that they would decorate him with flowers because that's not a super you know popular thing to be these days as a ruler guy okay <laughs> <laughs> the last time Haley's comic came was 1986 and then it was like 70 years before that so it could have been that's a little too late for the last czar um Kaiser it could be a Kaiser. It could be Kaiser Wilhelm. Nobody likes him. He wouldn't get flowers on his statue. <laughs> Seventy years before that would have been like eighteen forty. And I'm starting to not know when people were born past that. This has gotta be a popular former ruler who was popular king. I'm thinking of like Peter the Great and people like that who don't start with K. France doesn't like their kings very much. I See, I want to just come up with a reasonable sounding guess so sure, people don't sure. think that I'm just here. To no, no, no. You know, this is your first time in the hot seat. and, and... The seat is pretty hot, AJ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do know a lot of things, but I don't have a good guess for this. So let's just say King George. King George. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> I will say we started this running gag last episode. Let's let's make make it official here. Yeah, the hot seat shows up on the Scoville scale. It's, uh... <laughs> it's habanero level right now. Indeed. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it, obviously, we're talking about a ruler who is probably well liked, unless you know he comes from a culture where flowers are bad. Uh, generally speaking, flowers are good. Um, Poison ivy on his desk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thorny flowers bleed, bleed. Now, whether or not Haley's comet really passed overhead as he was born, probably an apocryphal tale. Just you know, hey, he's the king. Uh, he was born in 1758. And he led his nation. It's a bit of a Polynesian custom to do the flower thing with lays and garlands and throwing it on the statue. We are talking about Hawaii's own King Kamehameha the First. Oh, I thought about Hawaii for a minute, and I remembered the Queen, the last Queen, but I guess I didn't go far enough back. Indeed, indeed, that's the uh, thing with comets—they keep on coming back. All right. Well, that was that was a. I'm okay with that answer. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And that's all that matters is my mark of approval. <laughs> you know, uh, I approve of a lot of your answers. You know, it's, it, and you're close, you're dancing around it. Yeah. It was a bumpy first half, only three points yeah. total. But here's three where. Beautiful points. Ah, 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 ah. Doing the pigeon. Uh, here's how you can really start to turn things around. Around, 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 and over, and under, and through. Uh, it is the halftime bonus question. Yay. Our only partial credit question of the game. Here's how it's going to work. I'm going to ask you the question. 
I'm going to give you a little bit of time to think about your answers to the question. We're going to pause for a little bit, you know, maybe splash some water on our face, maybe go down to uh, Hooper's store, pick up something <laughs> from Alan. Is Alan running it now? Is that the guy who's there? No, it's <laughs> been gone through, yep. gone through three generations. Uh, <laughs> and then we shall return. Uh, hopefully you will, at that point, have the answers to this question. Uh, this is said question. According to Box Office Mojo, who are the eight actors with either a K as the first letter of their first name or as the first letter of their last name with the highest lifetime gross ticket sales? Mm -hmm. I will give you two points for naming any five of these eight top ticket sellers. Give you a little bit of time to think about your answer. And we'll be back after the break. If you'd like to support Beat My Guest, helping to make more episodes like this possible, please consider becoming a patron, just like Brendan, Alex, Kintad, Mary-Kate, Ross, Karen, and Guillaume. Check out patreon.com slash beatmyguest for details. And now back to me for the second half of this week's episode. And welcome back to Beat My Guest. My guest this week is Anarchy Garcia. And when we last left Anarchy, she was sitting on three points. Not quite Tristan level, but I have a feeling she might get there because she's been working on the following halftime bonus question. According to Box Office Mojo, there are uh, many actors with first name starting with K or a last name starting with K who have earned a lot of money at the box office. I have asked her to name for me five of the eight highest lifetime gross ticket sales who have that K first or last name. Anarchy, whenever you're ready. All right. I came up with four off the top of my head. So my Kevins are really coming in for bat for me here. I think that Kevin Costner has probably got to be one of them, right? Because he's had some big box office ones. Um, and I also had Kevin Spacey. He's hasn't done as many like blockbuster things, but probably some of his movies have done enough that I'd put him on one of them. Um, I also caught, thought of Kevin Klein, who's been in some stuff, not as blockbustery but he might be in there and then another one that i think is probably way up there is keanu reeves so he's definitely in the ones i would submit um and then the other one i don't know about box office i put kirk cameron um <laughs> he kind of you know he does his left behind stuff and you know christian tv mm -hmm. stuff and whatever else he does these days so i don't know how up in the earnings he is and as far as movies either but I don't want to really with, I don't think Kirk Cameron goes any there. Let me see. I, I didn't get any last names though, except for Kevin Klein who had both. I was trying to think of like King Knight Kushner, Kushner, was <laughs> mind, Kardashian. <laughs> I wasn't coming up with a lot of just like heavy hitter last names that started with K. Just give me all, all male names and that's fine. Just uh, when I say oh. actor, I, I it's male or female. So if that changes anything, we're using the uh, I, I go the by the romance language version of the word actor. Yes. Okay. Well, in that case, dang it, because Kira Knightley is one that comes to mind, who's definitely been in some big movies because she's been in the Pirates of the Caribbean. And oh man, there's so many now because there's like Kathy's and Catherine's and Catherine Hepburn and Catherine and uh, um, Kathy Bates. Do we have any K last names? in the female side there's no Merrill's or anybody okay 
I'm gonna... Well, here's the ones I have starred on my list. I've got Keanu Reeves, Kevin Costner, Carl Weathers, Kira Knightley, and Kathy Bates. So I'm gonna go with them. Okay. <laughs> oh, I just thought of one more. Can I change it or am I locked in? I have not started, so... <laughs> Can I just thought of Kate Winslet? Um, okay. Because I thought of Kathy Bates being in Titanic. And then I was like, well, Kate Winslet was in Titanic. And Kate Winslet has been in other stuff. So I might substitute her for Kathy Bates. So let's do Keanu, Kevin Costner, Carl Weathers, Kira Knightley, and Kate Winslet. So yeah, you know, it's one of these things where it, you have to balance that. Uh, how many films have they been in? How many tickets did they sell? What was the cost of those tickets at the time? It's, you know, right. it's, it's a lot to all compile, which is why I didn't do it. I looked to box office mojo to do it for me and come to just tell me what the answer is. Let's just start off with the bad news. Unfortunately, Carl Weathers is a C. So Oh, I thought he is... was a K, Carl. No, he's a C, oh, Carl. God. So that is not going to be on the list. <laughs> uh, you know, and you know, you had mentioned as a possibility Kirk Cameron. I'm glad you you ditched him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he did that body swap movie with uh, Dudley Moore back in the day, but uh yeah, even those uh saving Christmas because yeah. Christmas is coming movies, they, they really don't do much at the box office. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, let me go over the eight that are on the list, starting with the lowest working my way up to the highest on the list. It's, it's actually, you have to go pretty deep in the list. There's only one in the top 75, and he's at number 75. So we will get there when we get there. Starting off with number 115 on the list. He's a bit of a controversial figure of late but has been in a ton of movies usually as comic relief his name is kevin hart aha kevin hart yes kevin hart and he is not hosting the oscars <laughs> coming in at 112 on the list probably a little long longitude now but there was a time when uh, Everything he touched turned to gold, or if not gold, then water. Kevin Costner, two yeah. points for you. Oh, well done. Kevin Costner. Thank you, buddy. I knew at, my Kevins wouldn't let me down. <laughs> at 107 on the list, uh, we have a woman. We uh, have a woman who has starred in a bazillion films. Uh, for a while, she was working with her hubby. Uh, they are not married anymore, but... Nicole Kidman. Uh, of course, Nicole Kidman. Yes, hours that. and hours on film. Uh, you said all the others, but you didn't say her. Number 104. Here's an actor who was big and then disappeared, then was suddenly in a blockbuster film called Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh -huh. Kurt, Kurt Russell. Yeah, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought of him because probably of so would not have made the list but... without Guardians of the Galaxy 2. But yeah. uh yeah. yeah, those Marvel movies, dang it. Yes, indeed. Although that was him in uh, Big Trouble in Little China, right? Because <laughs> yeah, sure. We all know that's how you make millions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was uh, the thing, one of my favorite sci-fi movies. Absolutely, he's he's done his share of stuff. Yeah, I can see that. At number ninety-seven on the list, not a name that is known to a lot of people, I think. But uh, in certain genres, you might know it is not currently married to Nicole Kidman, Keith Urban. It is uh, Carl Urban. 
Carl Urban. He's yeah, I guess because he was in uh, the new Star Trek. He yes, he is McCoy in the new Star Treks, and he was in Lord of the Rings, uh, the oh, second and third films. So that's uh, how you make a lot of moolahs. You get in Lord of the Rings. You hit Carl a couple of franchises K. like that. You're gonna get yeah, there. Yeah, Carl with a K. Dang it, Anarchy, please commence with the kicking. <laughs> At number ninety-one, <laughs> you're gonna be feeling the misery of this one. No. Kathy Bates. No, Kathy Bates. I shouldn't have done it. I was sure that Kate Winslet would have. Well, she, I mean, she could still be here, but I'm sure that she would have kicked. Kathy Never Bates switch the horses midstream. <laughs> Dang it. Dang it. At number 90, just one small little spot ahead of her. You would probably be surprised to see her there. I'm surprised to see her here, but I mean, we're talking Ghostbusters. We're talking Anchorman. We're talking. Bridesmaids, Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. I should have thought about Kristen Wiig. I thought you were going to go with Kate McKinnon, and I was like, was she an Anchorman? But no, but Kristen Wiig was an Anchorman too. Dated, dated Brick. Yeah, I like my funny women. I'm sorry for letting you guys down. Hey, you okay. know what? There's a lot of actors and actresses out there, even if you limit it to K. And yeah, Keanu, great answer with the Matrix trilogy, you would think. Not on the list. Oh, Kev- Kevin Klein, yeah, not on the list. Kevin Spacey, not on the list, and I have a feeling he's wow. not going to be adding to his box office no, title. He's not, <laughs> he's not putting any more money in the bank these days. Kira Knightley? No, Kira Knightley, whom I adore as a K name. But we are talking about a Batman. Oh. We are talking about Michael Keaton. Yes, Michael Keaton. And I just watched Founder a couple days ago, which he was great in. He makes you sympathetic for him, and then he makes you hate him. Birdman. We're going to go going back. Michael Multiplicity. Uh, was but it he's Mr. been in Mom? a lot of new stuff lately that's more artsy and cool, like Birdman. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, oh, Beetlejuice, okay. Gung Ho. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's done well. He's done well. Number 75 on the list, and our top earning K. Oh. But alas, Kathy I thought... Bates. I, I thought you were going to have four points. Alas, uh, it was only two points. See, I should never, I just shouldn't change my answers. That's I should have learned by now. Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to laugh at you, but uh, Ernie will. Jesus, <laughs> 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 that, that was actually a little kid doing machine gun. That wasn't Bert laughing at all. No. Uh, <laughs> five points is where we are. But you know what? Lots of time left. We have a whole half to go. Yeah. And uh, you know, we were we were joking about the psychic thing earlier. I'm feeling I'm feeling good about this. Round three is here. Let's see how how my feelings are. Point value is going to stay the same. Two, four, six, and eight. However, categories. Oh, they'll be a changing. And here's what they're going to be a changing to. We're going to kick things off with audio hodgepodge, which admittedly is a bit of a lifestyle. Followed up with sports move along to science and we are going to wrap up round three with fungo mm-hmm. but first things first audio hodgepodge anarchy two four six or eight i don't know how confident to be in myself i thought i was a smart person before I came <laughs> on your show let's give it a I six. have that effect on people i really do <laughs> let's give it a six and hope that it's in my court all right six points for audio hodgepodge here's how this is going to work i'm going to answer your question and then i'm going to play a little clip for you and when i'm done playing the clip the idea is you're going to have all the information you need to give you the correct answer to the question. Here is said question. What was the titular location where this near-death experience you're about to hear took place? Dude, don't put it up here like you're doing me a favor when you put it up, okay? Put it up here like you mean it, all right? I thought we'd been through this, right? I hate to tell you this, but I think I'm fixing to pass out. Don't let me. All right, don't do it. Take some water. 
Dewberry, hold on, baby. Wash your face with some water. Wash your face with some water. Hold on, Dewberry. It was so hot. We were under so much stress, and I started seeing stars, and, I, you know, my vision got real slow. Dewberry, don't die on me tonight, please. You can die on your own time. Yes, Chef. So it wasn't something I was immediately familiar with. I did hear a couple things in there telling you not to die on me, to stay with me. Um, but then I thought somebody said, yes, Chef, at the end which made me think of Hell's Kitchen, um, which obviously the voice wasn't Gordon Ramsay, but it could have been somebody else in Hell's Kitchen. Obviously not an actual near-death experience, <laughs> so I don't know how <laughs> metaphorical we're being. I don't think Gordon Ramsay kills people on TV yet. He doesn't need the ratings that bad. But um, um, definitely sounded, you know, like a dramatic TV setup. So with lack of anything else right away coming to mind i'm just gonna guess hell's kitchen hell's kitchen is your answer so yeah it wasn't it wasn't a near-death experience i I used the air quotes when i read the question uh yeah that was that was from the first season of this television show one of the only ones i watched uh and that was a wonderfully uh miscast gentleman named Dubry. And uh, Dubry was uh, overweight and working really hard in the kitchen. Uh, he was working for the, for a chef who uh, was competing for his own restaurant. And uh, Dubry was not having a good day. Dubry did not have a lot of days. Uh, earlier in the series, the uh, host of the show was screaming at him, Dubry, you buffoon <laughs> and uh to this day i don't remember the name of any contestant on that show save for <laughs> Dubry, you buffoon uh you mentioned earlier you love gordon ramsay i smiled and bit my tongue knowing that this question was coming up that was indeed gordon ramsay's famous television show about chefs competing for a restaurant hell's kitchen is correct All six right. points for you well done yay yeah, I haven't watched the first season. I've just seen more recent ones, but I know the lingo. Yes, chef. Yes, yes chef. chef. Yes, his <laughs> snooty French mater D is, is in yes. charge there. I cut out the Gordon Ramsay stuff. I, you know, uh-huh. make sure. Yeah. I, I mean, that is pretty much followed by Dubry's got to get his act together because, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dubry. And I will, I will say, I don't watch the, the show when he, the MasterChef show when he's with the kids, but mm-hmm. uh, it's often on just before shows I actually do watch. And he is so good when he's dealing with the children oh, on, on those shows. It's darling. I love that show so it's much. It's such a, such a night and day yeah. thing. And uh, yeah. he gets a bad reputation and probably rightly so for his screaming and <laughs> cursing. But yeah. But uh, he, he does have a heart. <laughs> yes. Even tough chefs have a heart. Oh, good. My, my food TV came to save me there. Thank you, food TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, like I said, you never know when you put these together. And like I said, you said Gordon Ramsay, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so um, up nice. next, I don't know what your sports acumen is, uh, but uh, you have a two, you have a four, and you have an eight. Well, let's just say that I'm going to choose the two and let you draw your own conclusions about my sports acumen. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling, but you know, for those of you out there playing along at home, hey, you want to give this one the eight? Go for it. It's on you. This is all about trying to beat my guest, and so uh, let's see how you can do. Here's your two-point towards question. After a 10-save shutout against Brazil in 1998's Gold Cup, Romario called his performance the greatest by a goaltender in the history of the sport. 
Who was this goalie? A four-time World Cup participant and current announcer for Seattle. Okay. Well, I almost said, I almost told you that I don't know anything about sports, but I know a little bit about soccer. But if I said that, I would have embarrassed myself. I don't know that much about soccer. Although I do pretty well on who wins World Cups. And, you know, I know about Messi and Ronaldo and those guys. Guys who were playing against Brazil in the Gold Cup. See, I don't know about those as much. If it was a World Cup match, I could figure out the country. Um, But he is an announcer in Seattle now. I think it might have been Carl Urban. (laughs) (laughs) for all i know of who was tending goal against brazil it's probably a german guy right Uh, germany plays them a lot i don't know i'm not coming up with anything so let's go with carl urban (laughs) damn it anarchy i'm a doctor not a goalkeeper (laughs) yeah uh, you know you never know who's gonna get these questions this is kind of a random pack that gets pulled out when it's your turn in the hot seat so uh sorry not sorry uh yeah this this was fantastic uh this is actually he's an american goalkeeper uh and u.s was playing brazil in the semifinals of the gold cup which is normally a competition just amongst uh, north and central american and the caribbean countries but uh they uh, sometimes invite some south american countries and they happen to invite brazil because well they're good and they beat brazil i mean it was just which it, would never happen in the other universe but it rarely happens there uh, you be, and and this goaltender was uh, he's my favorite soccer player of all time i'm a huge american soccer fan he didn't I played goalie, and you know, so I, I I love this guy. He made a point blank save on Romario, who just put his hands on his head and then reached out and shook shook the <laughs> goaltender's hand. And they asked him after the game, and they said, "Why did you shake his hand in the middle of the game? Like, you know, there's still like a lot of time left." He said, "I just knew I had to shake his hand because it was obvious he had been touched by God." <laughs> so, That's the most Brazilian thing you could have said. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's a goaltender, played for the U.S. Uh, for many years, and his name is Casey Keller. All right. Good job, Casey Keller. Science is up next. Four points or eight points. Let's give science the eight. I typically do pretty well in it, but then again, now that I've said that, <laughs> you're going to prove me wrong. Hey, you know, the questions are not changing based on your your, your major, so here we go. Good luck. I'm pulling for you. Science question, eight points. William Thompson pioneered the vortex theory of atoms, a method of tide prediction, and he also created the mirror galvanometer. However, he is probably best known for what thermodynamic measure of enthalpy? You know, I think I'm trying to remember because the guy, okay, so the guy they named Kelvin's after was Lord Kelvin. And so his name would have been something Britishy, um, and I think this might be him. I can't even think of any other measures that start with K. So I'm gonna go with Kelvin. Kelvin is your answer. So uh, yeah, he William Thompson was. I guess what you would call a polymath. I mean, he did so much stuff. Not all of it towards the end of his life was accurate because he was also a young earth creationist. <laughs> and so uh, he didn't quite believe that whole evolution thing. And he was kind of in, into denial of uh, geological stuff that contradicted that. 
But in terms of the stuff he did for Nautical, he, he created a compass. And he was really interested in heat and heat systems. And that's what enthalpy is. It's a measure of heat in a system it's similar to entropy. He discovered that, or he was one of the first to discover or uh, realize that there was something called absolute zero. And so he created a temperature scale based on absolute zero. And William Thompson was better known as Lord Kelvin, named the scale after himself. Kelvin scale is correct. Eight points for you. Well done. All right. Thank you, little science thing swimming around in my brain. Swum to the surface. It used one of them uh, <laughs> tide prediction systems to know exactly yep. when to do so and was safe. Yeah, absolutely. Well done. Good job. Thanks. Good job. Thanks. If you're going to get a couple questions right, the eight and the six, really good. Wagering yes. very spot on so far. And there's still a chance you can get three out of four here. We have four points left. We have Fungo. That is our question where I'm going to give you three different clues. However, they are all pointing to the exact same answer. Are you ready for your Fungo? I'm ready for it. Clue number one. Football team that lost for the first time in 26 games in the 2019 Fiesta Ball. Right. Clue number two. Worth 3.2 points each. In the Berliner system. Clue number three. Fictional fans of shrubbery and herring-based lumberjacking. So that clue three is the only thing that I'm really going for, um, which I'm pretty sure shrubberies are enjoyed by knights who say knee in the Monty Python classic. Knights. Uh, knights could be a football team. I do not know college football like at all. Um, but somebody's got to be the Knights. Who are the Knights? Stanford Knights? <laughs> you guys heard me laughing at me. Um, and then the Berliner system. 3.2 points each in the Berliner system. Was that right? Yes. That's a measurement of pastries. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's what it is. 3.2 points each. Oh, but it could be chess. So I think Knights is a good safe answer here. All right, so we're going to go with Knights. Ich bin ein Berliner. <laughs> I am a jelly donut. Yeah, I think knowing any one of these three would probably uh, hope to lean you towards the others. But if you're going to know one, the one to know is the fictional fans of the shrubbery and herring-based lumberjacking. Ah, uh, yes, these loud, obnoxious characters wanted uh, uh, the Arthur King to bring them a shrubbery and then to chop down the mightiest tree in the forest with a herring. <laughs> they are no longer the knights who say nee. They are now the knights who say icky, 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 patang, uh, Yes, you are correct. Knights is the correct answer. Uh, the Berliner system is a system that uh, measures the uh, relative uh, value of chess pieces so that you know which piece to take off the board at what time and how much each one is worth. Uh, pawns are worth one. Queens are worth 8.8. .8. And the Knights are worth 3.2. And the University of Central Florida uh, used to be known as the Golden Knights. But when they moved up to Division One, they dropped the adjective and are now just the Knights. Uh, they lost to LSU 40-32. to uh, It was their first loss in uh, two seasons. So, uh, well done. Knights is correct. All right. You didn't that's think you were exactly, going to get a question with sports in it at some point, did you? That's exactly what I was thinking, University of Central Florida. You know, I spent all my free time there. And uh, yeah, no, but now I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stanford is the cardinal, but their mascot is a tree. Uh-huh. I knew they were red, and I knew they had something <laughs> uh, going on. Cardinal. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's red. <laughs> I'm colorblind. What the heck do I know? I, I thought it was purple. But uh, anywho, a phenomenal round. 18 out of a possible 20 points. We're going to add that to the five you had coming into the round. And now, all of a sudden, Anarchy, a very respectable 23 points. And you still have the highest scoring round left on the docket. Point values now are going to increase to three, five, seven, and nine. And here are the categories we're going to use in our final round four, kicking things off with Around the World. Following that up with Literature, moving along to What Comes Next. And we're going to wrap up the second half with History. But first things are first, Around the World, three, five, seven, or nine. Well, these are kind of, well, I guess I can say this about all the topics. They're kind of broad, unless you know exactly what they're talking about. But literature and history, I'm either good or bad at. So let's put the heavy hitters first and give the nine to Around the World. Nine to Around the World, our most valuable question of the game. I hope you've made the right choice. I hope so, Only, <laughs> Yeah, only time will tell, and uh, it's about to tell now. So good luck. Here is your nine-point Around the World question. Lola Ya Bonobo is the only sanctuary in the world specifically designed to protect this particular species of great apes. Where is their primary facility headquartered? Um, so Bonobo being the species of great apes. And that's Correct. in the name, the name of the place is Lolo Yabonobo. Yes. I know that chimps live primarily in Congo and Central Africa there. Gorillas are primarily found in Congo. Congo is pretty big. So I would think that bonobos would probably be there as well. So I'm going to go with the... There's two Congos. There's a big Congo and a small Congo. I'm going to go with the large Congo, whose capital is Kinshasa. Kinshasa is your answer. Uh, I'm actually a little disappointed in myself that I did not say where is their primary primate facility, because that would have worked really nicely there. It's a nice little alliteration, <laughs> and I didn't think of it until just now, but I'm getting it into the episode anyway, so ha. So yeah, uh Clearly, bonobos probably going to be an African location for them. Uh, they are actually very, very endangered. They think there's only about 75 or so left uh, that they're trying to breed here. And I didn't say what country or what city, leaving it open that perhaps somebody out there might think it was in Kenya. So that was there for the taking. That was the uh, the bait. You did not bite on the bait. It is indeed located in the Democratic Republic of Congo and the closest city uh, to their headquarters. And it's on their stationery as well. Kinshasa, very well done. Nine points for you. All right. I'm feeling a little lucky on that. <laughs> not lucky. You, 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 trying you, to narrow it down. You, you, you nailed it. You got it. You hit it right on the head. Booyah, as they say. Booyah la bonobo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the bonobos say. <laughs> and they're very satisfied with your work. <laughs> uh, indeed. Well, literature is up next. We have three. We have five. Three. We have seven. Three, five, or seven. Oh, see, Lit either loves me or kills me. And this isn't Jeopardy, so Lit's a little more difficult here <laughs> that's a good thing when i well no that's a good and bad thing when i tell you that this isn't jeopardy because <laughs> i know how to play jeopardy let's go with five for five literature. points well you know look at it this way you don't have to worry about the, the clicker right exactly so you know you're answering <laughs> yep. really it's just a series of final jeopardy questions <laughs> for better or for worse by the way you didn't mention that you were a jeopardy champion so uh you know let's get that in here now the plug i've been i've, I've been on jeopardy a couple times so. yeah 
Yeah, more than once. <laughs> we all know what that means. Uh, yes, indeed. All right, literature, five points. Good luck. Here we go. Works of fiction written by this man, which were later adapted into movies, include Demon Seed, Whispers, Watchers, and Phantoms. Who is this author? Those are not the kind of movies that I typically know a lot about, and uh, not the kind of literature that I know a lot about. They sound kind of like YA fantasy kind of things. Oh, but those were the those were the books that were adapted into movies. So the movies might have different names. But it was a guy. I would go down the like divergent kind of thing, but that was written by a woman who is a dude who's been writing books and. They're not like the, those aren't like the Percy Jackson books, I don't think. Maybe I'm going down, maybe I'm narrowing myself too much by thinking it's YA. It sounds like, you know, kind of vampire-y stuff. Whispers, Watchers, Ghosts, Killing Ghosts with Machetes, <laughs> Kristen Wig and Ghostbusters. Um, what else can we tie in here? <laughs> Demon Seed, Whispers, Watchers, Phantom. I feel like there's a, like, fantasy or YA author named, like, Kensington or something? Is that a person? I'm thinking of the kind of books you see at the drugstore. Maybe I'm maybe I'm really maybe this is like a really like erudite literary masterpiece that I just somehow haven't heard of and I'm gonna feel really dumb after I don't know it. But oh, 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 Stephen King? Stephen King. We're going with Stephen King as Stephen our answer King. here. I mean uh, they're scary sounding. Those don't sound like books I know of his. I know his more famous ones, but he's definitely had movies made of books, so that's my answer. True. And uh, if there's a word I would use to uh, describe Stephen King, it would be prolific. Yes. Uh, so definitely not a horrible guess because it is a horror type, creepy, crawly kind of thing here. Uh, I have not seen three of these films. I vaguely remember watching Watchers back in the day starring Corey Haim as a young boy who realizes that I think there's a lab near his house and they're using some sort of optical transplants <laughs> in a gross way to kind of do stuff with his dog. I don't know. Like I said, it was a long time ago. I wasn't really paying attention and it had a Corey in it. How good could it have been? Uh, <laughs> but I do believe all four of these books were actually made in films that kept the name. I do believe uh, this is an author. It's also prolific. One of these just guys, you know, if you told me people only picked up his books because they were next to Stephen King in alphabetical order on the library shelf and they were out of the Stephen King, I probably would believe you. Uh, but no, nah, he's, he's, he's had a lot of success uh, over the years. Still working, I do believe. Uh, his name is Dean Koontz. Dean Koontz. I knew it was probably something I saw at the drugstore. So, <laughs> Indeed, indeed. There we go. There we go. Wasn't my cup of tea, but I probably probably picked up a book or two when I was a teenager. Just don't really remember. He's no Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what comes next is up next. And uh, basically what happens when what comes next comes up next. I ask my contestant in the hot seat, what comes next in terms of their wager on what comes next? You have a three, you have a seven. So Anarchy, what comes next? I'm not going to try to predict the future because this could go a lot of ways. So let's just say seven. Seven for what comes next. Uh, good luck. Complete the series. With what comes next, Sleepers, 1996, 12 Monkeys, 1995, Interview with the Vampire, 1994, What Comes Next, 1993. So I feel like this is going to be a Brad Pitt movie. 
because Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt were the interview with Vampire and Brad Pitt was 12 Monkeys. So I think it's going to be a Brad Pitt movie. And 94, going back to 93, would have been one of his really early movies. And the earliest movie I can think of was one filmed in Montana. It was set in Missoula, where I lived nearby. But it was filmed in Bozeman, where I went to college. And we're a little bit proud of that because we don't have a lot to brag about in Bozeman, Montana. But we do brag about A River Runs Through It. Oh, but dang it. Of course, Sir River Runs Through It does not start with a K. That was a really good, that was a very good guess, by the way. That was a really early Brad Pitt movie. I was proud of myself. But what was he in that started with K? What was he in back then in 93? I might be going the wrong way, but that's really all I can think of. Because with 12 Monkeys and Interview with a Vampire. And I never saw Sleepers, but I'm guessing he was in it. He was in Meet Joe Black, but I think that was later as well. Like the only K movie that's coming to mind is Kundun, which I don't i confuse that one with the last emperor so i don't remember who was in it i'm gonna say kundu and i can't think of any other movies that start with k from the 90s and I'm, he's probably not in it but that's the best guess i got hey starts with a k so at least it gives you a fighting chance these are indeed brad pitt movies one per year working backwards now there are other films that he did during the same time frame but uh you know, I'm not going through every movie from, from those years. I'm picking one per year. And uh, River Runs Through It was in 1992. Ooh. So it would have skipped a year. Uh, yeah. No, I don't, I, know, I don't know a lot about Missoula, Montana, other than uh, it's where Maddie was going in Twin Peaks uh, yep. when yep. Uh, killed by Killer Bob. Got to get a Twin Peaks. If I'm not going to get a Lost <laughs> reference in there, I'm going to get a Twin Peaks reference in there. You know, yes, he had done... Oh, Almost all those movies that you mentioned there, obviously, Seven Years in Tibet, he's done that. Uh, Legends of the Fall was the same year as Interview with the Vampire, I believe. All of them mixed in there, but only one K film in 1993. He'd also done True Romance in 1993, but again, not a K film. Uh, the one that fits the bill, a little film about reporters looking for serial killers. David Duchovny was uh, in this film with Brad Pitt. Starts with a K, even though it is called California. Oh, see, and I don't think I know about that one. I think I, I was 12 in my defense, but um, <laughs> not watching all of the, the movies back then. I know you were 12. You, you let the grownups do all the ghost murdering for you. I <laughs> exactly. understand. Exactly. They had to come kill the ghosts for me. But yeah, I, I don't think I knew about California with a K. So it's not one of his better known films, but it's uh, it got some uh, it got some sci-fi horror award show cred. You know, the Saturn Awards liked it, I think. So I think it was written by Dean Koontz. So yeah, sure. It's written by Dean Koontz. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember that now. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, my seven points are gone, but oh well. It's true, but your three points are still available for your final question on history. I think it's about time to wrap up round four with this question. Are you ready? I am ready. You know how I had that kind of psychic feeling at the start of this uh, round three, the start of this half? Mm -hmm. I'm starting to get that psychic feeling again. Let's see. Hoping it works. Let's see. I'm hoping. hoping. Here is your three-point history question. The Hohenzollern family provided the three men who filled what role? from 1871 through 1918. You know, I'm pretty sure this would be the Kaiser because that was the exact time period he would have been there. Weren't lots of Kaisers after World War I was over, and that was an extremely German-sounding name. So let's go with Kaiser. You know, I'm not sure about my pronunciation on Hohenzollern. 
<laughs> H-O-H-E-N is tough to pronounce. And uh-huh. then to add a Z-O-L-L-E-R-N after it. Uh, Hohenzollern. Uh, yeah. The German family. <laughs> <laughs> this is why empires fall. Uh, yeah. The uh, emperor of Germany was known better by Kaiser, uh, which is what you said. You had mentioned Kaiser Wilhelm earlier, so I had a feeling... Back in my king little brainstorm there, so indeed, (laughs) indeed, there were three emperors uh, in this reign. Uh, There was Wilhelm the first, there was Friedrich the third, and then Wilhelm the second. I'm not sure how a third gets in there beforehand, but what, whatever. Uh, Kaiser was a correct answer. Three points for you, and yeah, I'm gonna have to say it, even though it's only one in a row. When you answer Kaiser, you're on a roll. (laughs) oh my fans they love me they hate me uh 12 points out of a possible 24 that round i'm going to add those to the 23 you had coming into the round and hey 35 points as we head into the confidence question not too shabby anarchy not too shabby at all here is what's going to happen it is time for that confidence question it's your last chance to try and improve your final score only one question is before you only one answer is required. I'm going to give you the category, and you must, must wager between 1 and 10 points. Get it right, and I will add it to your score, and happily so. Uh-huh. Get it wrong, Anarchy. Get it wrong. <laughs> oh, 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 not only will you lose those precious points, but I'm going to make you memorize every single Nickelback <laughs> lyric. This is a big penalty on the line. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm also going to make you identify every member of the band by sight. Uh, yeah. It's, ooh, I can't even do that. So <laughs> I ask you, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you in what category? Well, as you know, this season, guys, I am asking my hot seat residents to offer up three potential categories for me to choose from. Of course, Annika has complied with my request. And so... On a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you in a category? East Asian cuisine. See, this is my time to shine because this is my absolute favorite thing in the world. And if you happened to find something that is not one of the ones I know, I'm going to feel really dumb about myself. But I'm going to go ahead and say 10 because East Asian food is really the best thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I, uh, I have eaten a lot of it in my day. Now... As I said at the beginning of the episode, and as I always say at the beginning of these alphabet episodes, uh, the answer begins with uh, the letter of the episode. Unless I say otherwise, I'm going to say otherwise for this one. The answer is not beginning with K because there's a whole lot of K in the clue. Oh, okay. I was going to be kimchi. I was going to be excited. Okay. You know, I thought about kimchi, (laughs) but then I thought, you know what? If I know what kimchi is, that's that's way too easy. So, all right, okay, we'll go with the K's in the clue. I'll, I'll accept that. K's in the clue. Answer, uh, not necessarily looking for a K there. So, here we go. This ingredient, known in Indonesia as kekamba kekang kedele, is also a primary part of namul dishes in Korea. What is this ingredient called in English? Okay. So I gave you East Asian cuisine, um, knowing that my two big areas of expertise are Chinese and Japanese food. Korean, I just kind of know about. Well, it begins with K. Of course, I'm going to lean towards Korean. (laughs) Indonesian food I've had and I've liked, but I definitely don't know the names of the ingredients. But this ingredient, which is called that Indonesian word, 
is also part of Namul, like N-A-M-U-L. Correct. How do you spell that in Korean? <sighs> what kinds of dishes do they have? Uh, Koreans are big on things with fermented chili paste. I don't know if it would be something that specific or just like chilies. They do cook with a lot of chilies. Indonesians cook with a lot of chilies. The other things that Indonesians cook with are a little more tropical, and I wouldn't expect Koreans to have them. Um, Namul dishes. I don't know what that means. I feel like it might be um, things cooked in a pot, similar to the Japanese stuff, which is nimono. They use a lot of seaweed. They use a lot of soybeans. They use a lot of rice. Um, and they use their meat. But I'm keeping going back to the chili peppers. I'm going to say chili sauce. Chili sauce is your answer. So I said you said East Asian cuisine. I didn't know how which regions was your expertise within that expertise. So obviously, right. Uh, right. Uh, I I did not intentionally steer away from Chinese or Japanese food. No, that's just fate messing with me. That's not you. Here's the weird thing: like I don't know a lot of the Korean language. However, I'm a big fan of a Korean game show called uh, The Genius. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the contestants on one of the seasons of The Genius, they nicknamed Kong, uh, which, and we've talked about King Kong and everything, but uh, they nicknamed him Kong, and they had a game called The Kong Game. Uh, And I learned from watching the show that Kong means bean. And so uh, I figured if I know that Kong means bean, perhaps you would know that Kong means bean. And so I eliminated it from the name. uh, I didn't go with a specific dish in Korea called the Kong Namul. I just went with the mm-hmm. general Namul. Namul kind of means soup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... Things cooked I, in a pot? I'm yeah, gonna, basically. I'm going to look that up and hope that I was right there. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, I avoided the Kong, so I, I didn't want to steer you because uh, I thought that was a gimme, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly it's not. But yes, uh, one of the primary ingredients in uh, Korean foods, in Indonesian food, called Kekamba Kekong. It's got the Kong in there. Kekamba, Kekong, Ketalai. We are looking at soybeans. Soybean oh. sprouts or just soybeans. You said it. You thought about it. You at least was in the mix there. It was running around in your brain. Yep. You spit it out and went with the, the chili instead. But unfortunately, yep. cannot give you the points. Uh, yeah, see, I wouldn't have thought of Indonesians eating a lot of soybeans, but I don't know a lot about Indonesian food. So there we go. But I am looking up Namul and seeing if I was right about that. And I'm going to feel superior, even though I just lost myself 10 points. <laughs> Maybe there was some redeeming thread in there. <laughs> Indeed. Well, you know what? It is perfectly fine because 25 is an incredibly respectable score. I have had a heaping helping, not of Nemul, but a heaping helping of fun uh, with you tonight, Anagi. Uh, before I evict you from the hot seat for good, uh, is there anything you'd like to share, uh, scream at me about, plug, promote, or just otherwise uh, offer up to our audience at large? The floor, as they say, is yours. Well, I wish I had now like a little side hustle I could I could bring up here. The one thing I, I am working on, and maybe if saying it here will will help me help spur me to get it done this year. I have plans. I'm actually working on a cookbook um, with a friend of mine, and um, that's one of our our things. And we're doing international cooking, but we're kind of simplifying things for people who are you know just cooking on a weeknight so you don't have to go out and get a bunch of interesting stuff. So kind of like I'm putting up like a blank billboard and saying watch this space <laughs> by the end of 2019 that is my goal um, and 
people can find me on Twitter if they're not super offended by offhanded remarks about politics. You know, that's probably a safe place. If they are, they probably shouldn't go there. But if you want to follow me on Twitter, um, I'm available on other social medias as well. But that's we'll what I that, do. Give that handle. Give that handle. <laughs> it's a Anarchy M, which is my old middle, my old last initial. So it's A N N E K E M. Or you can just search Anakin Garcia. There's only two of us in the world that I've found, and we're both white chicks who married Spanish guys. So there you go. <laughs> I think that was a Dean Coots novel made into a movie, actually. I think it was. I, I saw that one. Uh, well, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, enjoy the hot seat. Uh, go, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, we'll be back in Geek Ball. Don't you worry, guys. Thank you so much. It's been a blast. And you may now leave the hot seat. Oh, it was getting spicier in here than some uh, <laughs> thank you so much for being a contestant thank you all for listening we'll be back next week the L we will <laughs> get it because the L anyway I get it oh until next time take care and okay go to, go to bed KJ yeah uh, yeah. Well, I, I would but there's ghosts in there and I don't have a mention good night everybody take care bye bye <laughs> did you beat our guest or did our guest beat you tell us all about it on twitter at bmgpod also, please review and rate us on iTunes. And if you like what you've heard, spread the word. This has absolutely not been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. <laughs>